The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Eric Franson with you on a Monday. Thanks for tuning in. Boy, a lot of things to recap from the weekend that was. Uh, as we mentioned there uh, near the end uh, of the uh, last hour, we'll mention it once again. Hats off to the Mountain Crest wrestling team. Phenomenal finish. Um, as uh, state champions again, two of the last three years, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, they get the basically their state champions. They get the coach of the year, uh, the the wrestler of the year, uh, as well. Not one of them, most outstanding wrestler, Braden Guthrie. Uh, but the the Mountain Crest finishes number one overall, Bear River number three, and uh, Ridgeline number eight. But uh, hey, get big shout out to uh, Region Eleven. Especially Mountain Crest, Bear, and Bear River. Uh, there was some Ridgeline and some Skyview representation as well. But basically, in almost every weight class, somebody from Region Eleven was uh, either won the match, the championship match, or uh, was in it and uh, finished as a runner-up. So uh, strong showing by Region Eleven, but especially Mountain Crest. Uh, they had let's see one. Two, uh, three, four winners in different weight classes. Uh, so congratulations to the Mustangs. Just a tremendous wrestling program that they have in Hiram. Um, so it's definitely something to hang their hat on. Uh, they have, uh, and they're going to see another team in action uh, tomorrow, actually. This will be in basketball. And in Region 11, the final RPI rankings are, are out. They've been released. And so we know who's ranked where. We've got all that detailed on cashvalleydaily.com. Um, and you can see uh, what the final rankings are uh, and the uh, playoff pairings, who's going to be playing where. Uh, but uh, for for the boys, uh, Skyview still remains number one in a very, very close, uh, closely edges out Dixie. Uh, both those teams, both Skyview and Dixie, the, not this last week, but the week previous, had lost a game, so that kind of held them in place. Ridgeline gained, but not enough to overtake any of those. So Ridgeline finishes at number three overall in the state. Uh, but then a couple other uh, Region 11 teams finish in the top 10, and that's important. Uh, Bear River uh, finishes at number nine, and Green Canyon climbs in. At number 10. So we've got four Region 11 teams in the top 10 who won't have to play in the first round. Uh, unfortunately, Logan and Mountain Crest do have to play in the first round. Logan finishes at number 16 in the boys' uh, or final RPI rankings. And uh, Mountain Crest is at number 21. And so looking at the what that means for the playoffs, um, it means that uh, you're going to have some teams... Uh, Playing tomorrow, Logan gets to host Canyon View. Logan is just high enough that they get to host a game tomorrow night. And if they win, if they were to win, they get Skyview on Friday. 
Uh, so that's uh, just the way that the RPI rankings work and the way that the playoff standings work, that uh, the if you played somebody in region previous, doesn't matter. In fact, uh, we'll go through that. It's a similar situation for the girls. But uh, Logan plays on Tuesday against Canyon View, and Mountain Crest will have to make the trip down south. They'll face Desert Hills. Uh, that game also be on Tuesday. And then on Friday, all those teams that didn't have to play on Tuesday, they get to play. And then if Logan and Mountain Crest were able to advance, this is how it will look. If Mountain Crest gets things figured out and gets some nice momentum going for them, and they're able to pull off the upset on Tuesday, they'll play again on Friday, but they'll make another trip down south. They'll face Pine View on Friday night. As I mentioned, Logan, if they were to win, if they beat Canyon View, they'll face Skyview on Friday. That game will be in Smithfield. Uh, Bear River, they were, uh, they'll were they be making the trip south. They'll be heading to Hurricane uh, to take on Hurricane. Uh, and then uh, the, a couple other teams that will be in action, Green Canyon will face Stansbury. Neither one of them are waiting a team that played on Tuesday. That will be their first game and their first opponent for both of them. So that'll be at Stansbury on Friday for Green Canyon. And then Ridgeline, they await to see who wins between Cedar Valley and Ogden. And that game will be on Friday as well. So all Region 11 teams are in action this week. Some will be play on Tuesday. Some won't play until Friday. But if Logan and Mountain Crest can win, then they will advance and play another game. But they'll both of them have to face some pretty tough competition in doing it. Green Canyon and Ridgeline uh, and Bear River uh, all wait to see who it is that they face. Bear River and Hurricane, it's a similar situation with Green Canyon and Stansbury. Uh, neither, of, neither of those teams are facing teams that have played on a Tuesday before. So for all of them, that'll be their first games of the, uh, of the playoffs when they face each other on their games on Friday. Now, for the girls, uh, the way that the RPI worked out for the uh, in 4A girls basketball, um, you know, it's kind of a similar situation with how things worked out for the boys. Ridgeline did uh, lose a game the previous week, but then won their next two to finish out the, the regular season, and they hold on to that number two spot in uh, 4A, really close behind Cedar, of just just behind Cedar in the rankings, but also just ahead of Desert Hills. So Ridgeline maintains that number two spot in the state, and they win Region 11 for girls basketball. And as similar to the boys, there are a total of four teams that finish in the top ten. So Ridgeline is number two. Uh, Green Canyon finishes at number five. Logan finishes at number eight, and Skyview finishes at number nine. So they all get first round buys coming up this week. The girls games will be played on Wednesday for the first round and then Saturday for the second round. And so those four, first four teams get that first round buy. And then the, the next teams in the rankings are Bear River at number 12. They were close, but just not quite close enough to get a first round buy. And then Mountain Crest is at number 16 in the final RPI rankings for girls' basketball. And so for the girls, uh, the teams that do have to play on on Wednesday are Bear River and uh, Mountain Crest. 
Both of those teams uh, are in action. Bear River, um, both of them host their games on Wednesday. Bear River is hosting Ben Lomond, who finished at the very tail end, at the bottom of 4A. They only won two games all year. And then Mountain Crest will be hosting Tooele, and Tooele won uh, seven games on the year. They finished 7-15. and 15. Mountain Crest finished 6-16, six and 16, so really narrow uh, finish there for Mountain Crest to be just ahead of Tooele in order to host the game on Wednesday night. So uh, both Mountain Crest and Bear River will be hosting games on Wednesday. And then on Saturday, a couple different things will, will be in effect here where we could have some Region 11 rematches. One of them is absolutely set. We absolutely know there will be a rematch. But if Bear River beats Ben Lomond, which looks like they should and likely could too, they won't have to travel far. They'll go to uh, North Logan to face Green Canyon because Green Canyon is the number five team and they await the winner of Bear River and Ben Lomond. Now, for uh, another one of those teams is uh, Skyview and Logan. They don't uh, face anybody in the first round. They get a first-round bye, but they will face each other in the second round. Just like we talked about for the for the boys, this is a situation where both of these teams are facing each other and facing opponents that didn't play on the in the first round. So it'll be their first game and the opponent's first game. So it'll be uh, Skyview and Logan. Uh, by the way, if Mountain Crest beats Tooele, that game will be their next opponent will be at Cedar, who is the number one team in the girls' foray. But uh, Skyview and Logan, that game will be played in Logan on Saturday at seven o'clock. And then the last team to talk about are the uh, Ridgeline Riverhawks, the number two team in the state. They don't play on Wednesday, and then on Saturday they await the winner of Canyon View and Cedar Valley. Canyon View finished their regular season at 7-15, and 15, and Cedar Valley finished their regular season at 6-15. and 15. That game is being hosted at Canyon View, so uh, Ridgeline waiting to see what comes of that. Uh, Ridgeline will not face any other uh, Region 11 teams until they get to, uh, to the semifinals, but um, in the other brackets, you could have a couple different occasions where uh, Region 11 teams could cross each other's paths. We know Skyview and Logan will face each other, and it's pretty likely that Bear River and Green Canyon will face each other in the second round. But um, if uh, the, if Mountain Crest plays well and they have a major upset over Cedar, then they will advance and play the winner of Skyview and Logan. That uh, third round will be, uh, well, and the, the rest of the girls' uh, playoffs will be February 27th, 28th, and 29th. Those games will be played in Ogden down at Weber State. And it's the same situation for the boys. Uh, it'll be 27th, 28th, and 29th, three days of, of high school basketball championships played at Weber State. And if we have uh, any of those, well, for the boys, we're going to have those games covered uh, wherever they are and how things, however things play out. We're already, already making plans for the games that are going to be played down in southern Utah this week. But uh, for next, the following week, we'll definitely have any of those boys' teams that uh, play through the championships or through the semifinals. Um, But uh, for the girls, if they do make it to the semifinals and finals, then we'll find ways to get those games broadcast uh, as well for the girls' basketball. If any of those teams do advance, 
And uh, last year, Ridgeline was one of those teams that made it uh, that far, and we were able to have those games on the radio. And we will definitely try to do that again uh, to give them the recognition and the coverage that they deserve. So, anyways, to, to recap it all, basically, Skyview wins the Region 11 for the boys. Uh, it, it, well, they, actually, it's uh, tied. For, uh, they share the title with Ridgeline, uh, with, uh, both finished with one loss. Skyview does rank higher in the RPI standings, but when it comes to the region itself, they will share the region title with Ridgeline. But Skyview finishes as the number one team in the final RPI rankings for the state, and then Ridgeline finishes as the number two team in the state for girls, and they win Region 11 outright for girls basketball. And then the way that it worked out, uh, in the end, i I got to be honest, I don't know that I've ever seen something like this where both the boys and the girls basketball teams from the same school didn't win a single region game. Uh, I, I'm flabbergasted by that. Mountain Crest, boys and girls basketball, neither one of them were able to get a region victory. Um, I'm, I don't know that I've ever seen something like that. I feel bad for both teams that they just couldn't get, the, get that win. Uh, so, But still, the way that the playoffs work now with this new RPI system, both still get a chance to get uh, some more victories under their belts as the playoffs will continue for them. Tuesday for Mountain Crest boys, Wednesday for Mountain Crest girls. Uh, Mountain Crest boys, they'll be on the road down in the, in, in the southern Utah. They'll be taking on Desert Hills on Tuesday night. And then the girls, they get to host their game on Wednesday as Tooele comes to town. And then also on the other games on Tuesday, Logan is hosting Canyon View for the boys. And then Bear River is hosting Ben Lomond for the girls. And then we've got a bunch more games that will be played on Friday and on Saturday for both of them. And we'll have all those updates and score updates, uh, photo galleries for the home games on CashValleyDaily.com. So make sure you check that out over the next couple of days as we'll continue to update that as those playoffs uh, get underway and get going for both the boys and girls basketball. Coming up next here on the Full Court Press, Utah State basketball was in action over the weekend. Uh, Aggies have now won four in a row and starting to get a little more recognition for what they're doing now and how they've kind of turned some things around for them. Uh, have they done enough? Are they starting to be more and more considered as an at-large team? Or do some still think they have work to do? We'll look at that, uh, what different publications are saying about the Aggies and what they've done so far. And uh, more fallout in Major League Baseball over how Rob Manfred has handled the cheating scandal with the uh, Astros and how teams are, are reacting to that uh, the, a punishment that probably didn't go far enough. And, uh, yeah, it's it's messy in Major League Baseball, and he's still trying to pick up the pieces. And I don't – it's not going well for him. It's not going well for the Astros either. And let's not forget the Boston Red Sox are not out of the woods. The investigation is still continuing it for some of their uh, – the allegations of cheating as well. So uh, he he comments on that as well. We'll hear some of his comments coming up a little bit later on here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com.
Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Hey, a reminder for the games going on tomorrow. We'll have those broadcasts. Mountain Crest at Desert Hills on 107.7 FM. Logan hosting Canyon View on our sister station KVNU, 610 AM, 102.1 FM. And then on Friday, we'll have a full schedule of games. And uh, we hope that there are... Um, we know Green Canyon's going to play. We know Ridgeline... Skyview and Bear River are going to play. We just don't know if uh, if Mountain Crest will be involved on Friday. And then for the girls, as a reminder, they play on Wednesday. Now there were some uh, mistakes by UHSAA last weekend. There were some publications earlier that they put out there that suggested the boys would play Tuesday and Saturday, and the girls would play Wednesday and Friday. That's they've since corrected that. The girls will play Wednesday and Saturday. The boys will play Tuesday and Friday. So for the girls, we do know that Bear River and Mountain Crest host games on Wednesday nights for the girls' basketball. And then on Friday, we do know that uh, Green Canyon waits to see if they place if they face Bear River for a second time. And uh, earlier in the year, uh, Bear River and Green Canyon, um, Green Canyon won both of those games. Uh, for uh, in that matchup, Green Canyon pretty much had their way in the first game, and then the second game they won by 10 in that uh, rematch. Skyview and Logan will face each other on Saturday for the girls, and then Ridgeline waits to see who they face, either it be Canyon View or Cedar Valley. So, uh, again, just as a reminder, we'll have all those details and recaps and photo galleries on CashValleyDaily.com. So, Exciting stuff right now for girls and boys basketball. Congratulations to the Mountain Crest wrestling team. Uh, certainly there was uh, need to give some shout-outs to the individual uh, wrestlers from Bear River. They had a couple that uh, that won. Uh, Trenton Ward, Maverick Skinner uh, won in their uh, weight classes, and uh, Jeshua Koch uh, won uh, his, and uh, also Hunter Larson for Skyview uh, won in his uh, weight division. So congratulations to all of those and those that were runners-up as, as well. Uh, we had a couple of those um, players that uh, were either a number of players. There's only two that I see that uh, two weight classes that did not feature a Region 11 opponent uh, or player that either won or was a runner-up. So strong wrestling in Region 11 this past year. And uh, Mountain Crest overall, great year for them. As they uh, win overall state uh, state title, uh, they get the coach of the year, and uh, one of the most outstanding wrestlers for 4A goes to uh, Mountain Crest as well. So great year for them. Bear River comes in third, and Ridgeline comes in eighth overall. But um, outside of high school sports, big weekend that it was for Utah State. Uh, men's basketball team uh, had a couple of road games this past week. And uh, Aggies getting some recognition for what they were able to do. A close win on the road at Colorado State. And uh, Sam Merrill came up clutch at, uh, at the last couple of minutes. A great game for uh, Namiash Keta as well. Uh, effectively canceling out Nico Carvacho. And then the Aggies played well again on uh, Saturday on the road at, uh, at Fresno State. Aggies win that one 71-59. to Sam Merrill with another big performance, uh, pouring in 24 points to go along with four assists and four rebounds and a steal 
was a solid effort by Sam. Uh, thought it was interesting if you watched the game, an extended interview with Sam afterwards. Uh, really impressed that they gave so much time to Sam Merrill after the game on ESPNU. And uh, he was able to answer a lot of different questions. He made comments that uh, there were some players battling some illness. And uh, I've, I've heard that, that some players were not feeling well before the game. And it, you could kind of tell it was probably reflected in how they, who did or did not play. Abel Porter only played 10 minutes. Uh, Alfonso Anderson only played six. Uh, but uh, still other players came up big. Diogo Brito off the bench scored in double figures. And we know when he does that, the Aggies win. Uh, Justin Bean, another double-double for him, 15 points, 11 rebounds, an assist and a steal to go along with it. Uh, Keta with two blocks, thought his defensive presence was strong, uh, nine rebounds and seven points. So a nice win for Utah State over Fresno State. And uh, here's some of the highlights. This is audio courtesy of uh, ESPN's broadcast of the Aggie game on uh, on Saturday night at Fresno State. Jared, the freshman from Damien High School down in Southern California, picks up his first. Curling around is Merrill, a couple of screens to bury the open mid-range jumper. No fear factor here. They know they can play. Yeah, that game went into overtime despite the Aggies shooting 60% on their home floor. Kata, a little drop step, got position on Robinson and scores. Clock is off now, and Utah State can play for the final shot. Merrill, and Merrill buries a three. You're loving that. He just gave you the elbow here. We are a gal, the sophomore from Omaha. Merrill with a right hand, and it falls. Well, just when you think there's nothing else in his repertoire, yep. what does he do? Karvofsky, hand off to Bearstow. Merrill to Anderson, open from the wing, and those shots were going down earlier in the season. Brito with the answer on the other end, you betcha. Merrill drives, and Merrill scores two more. He's got 22. Williams, a double-double by Bean, by the way, his 13th of the year, and there's a steal by Brito. He leads the conference, and on the run-out, Bearstow maybe with the exclamation point. Merrill inside to Bearstow, and an assist Merrill to Bearstow. Come out of nowhere. Utah State picks up a 21st win. They're now 21-7. and They've won four in a row. Yeah, and uh, you heard some of those highlights from Barstow. He really seemed to pour it on at the end there. He played a lot of minutes. Uh, Abel Porter, I don't think he was one of those guys that was feeling very well. You didn't see a lot of him, but we saw a lot of Barstow. And he played some solid minutes for the Yankees. And uh, his... Uh, buckets coming late in the uh, in the second half, really to put the uh, the exclamation point on it to seal the deal for the Aggies. I thought he gave some quality minutes, and so it's fun to watch him grow. He's had some games, yeah, where he's not all the way there; he just hasn't quite hit that level quite yet. But uh, you have to recognize this is a freshman, and uh, I thought that he is uh, played really well in a couple of games here uh, later on in the year, and uh, he had a great uh, second half, especially to close it out, help the Aggies close it out on the road. I saw a lot of uh, Cuba again, so I'm encouraged to see him seeing more action here recently. He was a forgotten man for a while there for Utah State, Uh, but uh, he got in and played some 10 quality minutes for Utah State off the bench. and Didn't really score, but I thought he was still a factor in the post, changing some shots for Fresno State. Uh, and really limited them. Utah State really limited Fresno from getting into any kind of a rhythm. Uh, I, I thought, um, and the Utah State 
had control of this game much of the game. Though there was a stretch there where early in the second half, um, midway through the second half, it started to slow down for Utah State. They started to bog down a little bit, getting into that stretch where they struggled to get some points, some regular points, allowing Fresno to creep into it. And uh, they got it to within one at about halfway through the second half. Uh, kind of kept it close, but then that Utah State defense started to clamp down and uh, they started to get some separation, and especially during those last couple of minutes. So that Utah State defense really comes through, and uh, for the last couple of games, it's really the Utah State defense that has created a lot of that separation, holding teams well below where they're average and where they're comfortable. But uh, you have to also give a lot of credit for what Sam Merrill has been doing in that stretch. 32 points against Colorado State, 24 on Saturday against Fresno. And because of that, Sam Merrill picked up as the uh, picked up some more hardware, named as the Mountain West Men's Basketball Player of the Week. And uh, this is the second time uh, this season that he's been recognized for that. But uh, some of the things that he did between those two games, averaged 28 points, four and a half assists, four rebounds, one steal per game, and this is what blows my mind, shooting nearly 61% from the floor, 56% from beyond the arc, and 87.5% from the free throw line. He only had one miss from the free throw line in those two games. Phenomenal performance by Sam Merrill in these last two games. Um, but uh, this is uh, also this week he passed that 2,000-point uh, mark early in the game against Colorado State, uh, just the sixth player in Mountain West history to score more than 2,000 points. So a tremendous game and tremendous week for Sam Merrill and uh, the rest of that team fighting through some injury and illness, but uh, getting it done on the road. Now Utah State has kind of a kind of a bye week of sorts this week. They don't play two games this week. Uh, they only have the game... Um, against uh, excuse me, only have the game against Wyoming on uh, on Wednesday night, uh, and then the no game on Saturday, um, and then uh, they'll face San Jose and New Mexico uh, for the last week of the regular season. So the Aggies have taking some opportunities to uh, maybe get a little bit of rest, um, get some things fine tuned, ready for that uh, Mountain West Conference tournament. Uh, they should be able to take care of Wyoming here in Logan. They should be able to take care of San Jose State here in Logan pretty well. And then they finish it off at New Mexico. But where the Aggies have won four in a row, starting to get some recognition again by those uh, national pundits who try to project and predict what might happen in the NCAA tournament, who might go, who might not go. And a couple different people have differing opinions about what might happen. Now, uh, CBS Sports' Jerry Palm uh, thinks highly of Utah State, thinks they should be in, continues to think that they should be in, has them in as a number 11 seed. Before he had them as a first four uh, uh, opponent where they had to play those games on a Tuesday night, but now he just has them in as an 11 seed. Not too many other places feel the same way, though you look at Bracket Matrix and Utah State is in that 11, 12, and a lot of different uh, publications. But among the, I guess, 
more respected ones that have maybe a little bit better track record of uh, predicting the field. Um, this is where they're the most of them still have Utah State as in the work to do type of category. Uh, especially uh, Joe Lunardi for ESPN has Utah State still in the first four out. Uh, although that has moved up, he had them in the uh, last four, uh, uh, the next four out uh, a week ago. So they moved into the first four out. So they're getting closer to being the last four in, if that makes sense. It's kind of the way that it's worded. It's kind of working backwards. But uh, the athletic, they have Utah State in the work to do category. And uh, NBC Sports, they have Utah State as one of those play-in game participants, as that 11-12 seed uh, area. Uh, now, the net rankings were updated. They're updated every day, but I like to look at them on a Monday morning. I think they look at more of a snapshot of where things really are for the last week. And Utah State continues to move up in the net rankings. And overall, Utah State is now at 41 they're getting close to being a top 40 team in the net rankings. San Diego State still remains that number one spot, the only undefeated team in America at this uh, level, at Division One. So they're number one. Utah State is at 41. Nevada has moved up to 89. They've been making some gains lately. They're kind of a dangerous team. They're not really a team Utah State would want to face in the, uh, in the tournament, in the conference tournament right now. But uh, Boise State... They lost to uh, San Diego State on Sunday, but they're still in the top 100. They're at number 96. Colorado State is at 97. So there's uh, those five teams in the top 100 for the Mountain West. Then it starts to be a a drop-off from there. UNLV at uh, 129. New Mexico has fallen to 140. They used to be a top 100 team, but they've taken a real uh, drop-off over the last uh, little while. They're really struggling right now. Fresno State, Team Yaggies have now beaten twice. They uh, fall to 166. Air Force is at 209. San Jose State at 280. And Wyoming at 297. So the loss against Air Force does not look good. That team has not really improved much at all. Uh, so that was a, that's a really bad loss on Utah State's mark. They cannot afford any others. Um, but uh, the, also the loss against UNLV looks bad. But uh, maybe not as bad as they've improved a little bit. But still, uh, Utah State cannot afford to drop any more of their games here in the regular season. And some people are still looking at the Aggies as if they still have work to do. And that won't be proven until the, the conference tournament. But what they have done right now is put them in a better position in the conference tournament. Utah State is in sole possession of that number two spot in the Mountain West standings, but only by a slim margin. They only are up half a game over Colorado State and Nevada. Uh, Utah State is five games behind San Diego State, and Utah State is just a half a game ahead of Colorado State and Nevada. They're a full game ahead of uh, Boise State, a game and a half ahead of UNLV. So still a very, very close grouping there from two through six. Um, in the uh, Mountain West Conference, so uh, this is uh, Utah State does have a little bit easier path to close out the regular season. Some of these teams are going to have a little bit more of a, of a struggle to clear to finish it out. Uh, Colorado State, for example, they have to go on the road at UNLV. They host San Jose, but then they have to go to San Diego State 
before they finish it at home against Air Force. So they've got two tough road games for them. Certainly that bodes well for USU uh, as they're right on USU's heels. And then for Boise State, the other team right on uh, the tail of uh, Utah State, right behind them, uh, they've got uh, um, they they have to finish out their regular season. Uh, maybe not so hard. They host, assuming they have to travel to San Jose, they host New Mexico, then they have to travel to UNLV. And then the other team to be worried about in the just as they finish out the regular season and how the standings might look is Nevada. Uh, this is a team that's uh, playing some decent basketball right now. They still have uh, pretty decent net rankings, but they have to go to New Mexico, host Fresno, go to Wyoming, and then finish at home hosting San Diego State. Could they be the team that spoils a perfect season for San Diego, or does San Diego State still go undefeated into the Mountain West Tournament and uh, the pressure continues to build on them to stay perfect, and maybe Utah State plays the spoiler? So. Uh, don't know. Certainly that's what we can hope for. But for Aggies to get into the NCAA tournament, I think they still need to be in that championship game of the conference tournament, um, a championship game for the conference tournament to be considered as an at-large team comfortably. Uh, I don't know that they need to, obviously if they win the conference tournament game, the championship game, then they're in automatically. But I think they can be in the conference tournament championship game and still be considered an at-large because at that point, their resume will be strong enough, and uh, they'll be in the mid-20s, uh, upper 20s for victories on the year, and uh, be considered a top 40 team in the net rankings, with uh, wins over LSU and Florida looking better, because those teams uh, still ranked very well in the net rankings. LSU at number 29 right now in the net rankings. Florida at number 35. So those are their, their premier wins under their belt, on their resume for uh, in the net rankings. But those losses at uh, Air Force and at UNLV certainly don't help. All right, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, uh, other things that are going on. I'll update you on the other games that did happen in the Mountain West over the weekend and also look at some of the fallout that continues in Major League Baseball. Rob Manfred, not really helping himself. Uh, Houston Astros, not really helping themselves. And other teams, other players continue to react to the, uh, the the kind of a weak punishment by Major League Baseball on what happened. And let's not forget, there's still an investigation that's going on for the Boston Red Sox. And will that be any different after the strong reactions that have happened over the Houston Astros. We'll look at that coming up on the Full Court Press. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Thank you, Nate Kreckman. Recapping what happened over the weekend for the Mountain West. By the way, with Utah State's four-game winning streak going on right now and climbing in the net rankings, Aggie is getting some recognition in the AP poll. Utah State has uh, received votes again in the AP poll. They received they got eight votes this past week, effectively ranking them number thirty-six in the country. Uh, if you, for you remember, it seems like forever ago, Utah State opened the year ranked seventeenth in the AP, 19th in the coaches. They climbed up as high as 15, 
the end of November. But then they hit that three-game losing streak and fell out of the top 25 and haven't really got much consideration since then until now. But the Aggies are 21-7 and on the year. Uh, it's their uh, second consecutive 21 season. And uh, a couple other things go on for Utah State. Uh, one of the top teams in rebounding and in assists, third in the nation in total rebounds, fourth in the nation in total assists, fifth in the nation in rebound margin, and sixth in the nation in defensive rebounds per game. Uh, Aggies also uh, fifth it, uh, it, in total free throws. Utah State's a top 25 team in a couple other categories as well, 13th in assist-to-turnover ratio. They're 13th in total rebounds per game, 14th in assists per game, 14th in scoring margin at plus 12.5. Uh, they're 15th in free throw percentage and 21st in free throw attempts. So uh, Utah State doing very well in a lot of different things and uh, getting some recognition nationally in the polls. Uh, again, eight votes in the AP poll. Now at no, number 41 in the net rankings. Uh, Sam Merrill named as the Mountain West Player of the Week. By the way, he's 14th in the country in free throw percentage, 21st in free throws made, 23rd in assist-to-turnover ratio individually. Uh, and he's also out of the t- just outside the top 25 in three-point field goal percentage. And he's at basically number 27 nationally. So a uh, lot of great things going on for the Aggies. Uh, Justin Bean also doing well. He's he's uh, 10th in the country in total rebounds, 13th with double-doubles, 18th in offensive rebounds per game, and 23rd in total rebounds per game. Uh, again, the Aggies back in action again on Wednesday as they host Wyoming. That game will be uh, streamed on ESPN3. Uh, if you can't make it to the game, our sister station KVNU will be doing a full one-hour pregame. That'll start at 6, go right up till tip-off at 7, and then as soon as it's over, they'll be back on again, breaking it down, taking your phone calls and your reactions uh, like the Aggies deserve to have uh, that type of attention and uh, fan reaction. So that's going on on Wednesday for Utah State. They do not play on Saturday. All right, uh, a couple other things to get through real quick. Uh, After this uh, timeout, Major League Baseball is still reeling over the Houston Astros sign stealing and uh, the the lack of punishment from uh, from Major League Baseball and the non apology apology from the Astros themselves. We'll update you on the latest on that soap opera coming up next right here on the Full Court Press. The new home for the Full Court Press weekday afternoons from four to six on Sports Talk Radio one zero six nine FM thirteen ninety AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. The fallout from the uh, Houston Astros cheating scandal continues because not very many people in Major League Baseball are satisfied with the uh, the results of the investigation that the, the punishment seems pretty light. Houston Astros themselves have handed in the most severe punishment. 
firing their uh, bench coach, manager, and their general manager. Uh, no players received any punishment whatsoever. Then the Houston Astros, when pitchers and catchers started reporting and uh, spring training is getting under underway, had their first public opportunities to apologize, brought out their two best guys, their two biggest faces of their franchise, and they read prepared statements and were done in 90 seconds. Then the team owner gets out there and can't even remember what he said because he's contradicting himself left and right, and it just really set sour with a lot of people in baseball. So Rob Manfred, microphone put in his face, and I don't know that he really makes much anything uh, much of anything better. Uh, in fact, he said that there were no no Astros escaped punishment. Really? Because who got what Astros players themselves got punished? The one thing that I do take issue with. Um, the notion that anybody in the Houston organization escaped without punishment. And uh, I think if you look at the faces of the Houston players as they've been out there publicly addressing this issue, um, they have been hurt by this. Uh, they will live with questions about what went on in 2017 and 2018 for the rest of their lives. And frankly, it's rare that for any offense, you have a punishment that you will live with for the rest of your life. So I you know, hope the questions um, will at least take into account those two thoughts. Uh, okay, well, being, having to answer difficult questions, that's your punishment? That, that's, that's it? You look at their faces and they look anguished, that's their punishment? I mean, come on, they cheated. They tainted the game. They won a World Series by not doing it right. And just because they have to answer difficult questions, that's their punishment? He continued talking about the, he needed, he insists that he needed player immunity in order to, uh, to do this uh, investigation right. And that's why these players aren't, aren't getting punished. When people say, you know, the players should have been punished. I understand why people feel that way, because they did not do the right thing. And my reference to a perfect world was, if I was in a world where I could have found all the facts without granting immunity, I would have done that. Okay. All right. Uh, but still, he accepts that there's been some harsh criticism that's uh, come his way on how this has been handled or not handled. I'm more than prepared to tolerate and listen to um, the debate and criticism about whether or not the punishments that have been levied in this case are sufficient. And then lastly on this is uh, one of the things that they did look at were the punishments was to, uh, to strip them of their title, and he weighs in on that publicly as well. We thought about it. Um, it was actually... One of the, if you talk about minutes of discussion during the process, it was high in, in terms of the minutes that we spent um, talking about it. Um, the, my thinking in, in involves several points. First of all, um, it had never happened in baseball. 
And I, I, I do believe, I'm a precedent guy. I, I, I'm not saying you always follow precedent, but I think you ought to start by looking back at the way things. Yeah, it just, it's the way things were before. And so he didn't want to set a precedent. He wanted to follow precedent from before, which, okay. Um, yeah. Crazy. Uh, crazy that th- it was that, that rampant for that long. There's still reports that it may have been taking place in 2019. And as I said, let's not forget, there's another team that's under investigation here, and he did get a little bit of an update there with the Red Sox. They're under some scrutiny right now, too. There have been a couple of developments in the Boston thing that slowed us down, people who had to be re-interviewed as a result of things. And um, I am still thinking that, you know, uh, the end of next week would we should be done and should have a decision out. So I'm curious to know how much of that decision has been affected by the reactions that have taken place with the Houston Astros. Fair or not. Um, if uh, the punishment for Boston will be any harsh, more harsh than, uh, than maybe otherwise would have been because of how players have reacted, and those inside and outside of baseball. Uh, one other thing that he did say is that uh, no retaliation. He will not put up with any retaliation against the Astros. But it's it's going to be there. You know it's going to be there in some form or another. It's not going to be pretty for the Astros and their organization. We'll see how it plays out. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs>